0: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
2: It is the JR Sport Free Show on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you've had a good Monday night. I know you ain't having a good Monday night if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my God. What a way to give away a game. The Denver Broncos beat them tonight 24-22. to Buffalo falls to 5-5. Denver improves to 4-5. I don't know if I want to say... It. Denver won, or if I want to say Buffalo gave it away. Four turnovers by the Buffalo Bills. And wait until I tell you how the game ended. Shout outs to everybody listening all over North America. People tuned in on the free Odyssey app. All my folks listening live on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody listening on a smart speaker. If I didn't tell you, I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. My producer holding it down, my main man, Carlos Ortiz, in New York City. I get started every weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. And so I've been here for two hours. This is halftime of the show. Believe this, I ain't going to choke away the next two hours like the Bills. Now, having said that, you knew this game was going to be some garbage or at least going to be trash from the Bills When they fumbled right the hell away, they fumbled their game, they got the ball right out of the gate, and they gave it away. James Cook couldn't hold on to the ball. He said, here, Denver, take it. And that was basically to start the game, and Denver was only able to go ahead and, uh, you know, score a field goal. But as we continued on, let me just paint this picture for you at the end of the game. We saw four turnovers by the Buffalo Bills. Gabe Davis dropped the pass, intercepted. Josh Allen threw a pass, intercepted. A handoff on a running play, not even picked up, dropped, fumbled. This was an ugly game, another ugly game for the Buffalo Bills. Now, here's the the picture that I wanted to paint for you. At one point in time, the Buffalo Bills were trailing here in this game. Late in the game. It was tied fifteen all in the third quarter. We get to the fourth. Javante Williams gets a three yard pass from Russell Wilson. The score is now twenty-one to fifteen. Okay? The Denver Broncos could not handle the kick. They couldn't handle the placement of the ball on the extra point. And so instead of being twenty-two to fifteen, it's only twenty-one. Josh Allen gets the ball back. He rushes for six yards on a score. And Buffalo now leads 22 to 21. Keep in mind, yes, it's 21 because Denver couldn't make the extra point. And so then the Denver Broncos have the ball back. Russell Wilson needs to lead them to victory. They are down one point. What does that mean? You probably want to set up for a game-winning field goal. The Buffalo Bills defense looks like it has Russell Wilson in the palm of its hands. They sack Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has to go backwards. It's now third down, and you're thinking to yourself, one more play, and the Buffalo Bills defense, despite the turnovers, can win them this game. Unfortunately, Russell Wilson decided to go out there and make a throw down the field. And unfortunately for the Buffalo Bills, it's pass interference. Taryn Johnson interferes with Jerry Judy getting the Denver Broncos into field goal range. And that's not all. The Broncos are now in field goal range. A 36-yard attempt by Will Lutz. And so what does he do? He misses the damn kick. But... The Denver Broncos got a little bit of life. I want you to listen to this play call. This missed field goal by Will Lutz. This is courtesy of the Buffalo Bills Radio Network.
3: And now they got to hurry the team onto the field to try to kick a game-winning field goal. 15 seconds, 14 seconds. This is going to be a 41-yarder from the right hash. 10 seconds, 9 seconds, 8. Here's the snap. Hold is down. Kick is on the way. There's a flag on the play, and it's no good.
4: What's the flag?
3: 12 men on defense. Five-yard penalty. Still fourth down. So the field goal was no good, but it's negated by 12 men on the field. Denver will get a second chance to kick this field goal.
2: Let's listen to that second chance on the field goal. This is courtesy of the Broncos Radio Network.
5: This ball spotted Farhash at the 26, an attempt of 36 yards for the win. Lutz kicks it on the way, and it is good.
1: The Broncos can celebrate.
3: Because they have come to Buffalo and upset the Bills
5: by a final score of 24 to 22.
2: If you just have to look at like the final minute of the game, forget the four total turnovers. The game ended on a pass interference by Buffalo that set up a game winning field goal. The Denver Broncos then missed the kick. But they get another chance because the Buffalo Bills had 12 guys on the field. And then Buffalo misses and loses the game because Denver is able to make the kick on its second chance. It's like the Buffalo Bills did not want to win this game. If we want to look on the bright side for Buffalo, at the end of the game, Damar Hamlin got his first action of the NFL season. That's the bright side. And so the Buffalo Bills fall to five and five. The Denver Broncos improve to four and five as Denver wins 24 to 22. And Buffalo, their next games, they ain't going to get any easier. Yeah, they take on the Jets, but then they have the Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, the shoot-you-out Chargers, the Patriots. Okay, it's the Patriots. They suck. And then the Dolphins. So far this season, the Buffalo Bills are 2-5 and five against other teams in the AFC. I know about the Buffalo Bills' injuries. I know Brian Dayball is no longer with the team. He got his own issues and problems with the New York Giants. Uh, but to be able to hold on to the ball at minimum, it's pathetic. Josh Allen now leads the NFL in turnovers with 14. He leads the NFL with interceptions with 11. He jumped in front of Mac Jones, who has 10 to, well, ten as of yesterday. Quarterback, turn the ball over. Offense needs help. Defense is hurt. Head coach, play calling and having these guys prepared with the penalties is nonsense. The Buffalo Bills right now, I know they're only 500. They're mediocre. Yeah, they are a mediocre dumpster fire. They don't deserve to make the postseason. We got a lot of images tonight of Josh Allen holding his hand on his head in disbelief. We missed a field goal. We penalized ourselves and gave this team an extra chance. Yeah, Josh Allen needs to be pissed at himself. and I'm sure he is. 855-212-4CBS. That's eight five five two one two four 212 4 We're going to hear from Josh Allen, but before we do that, I want you to listen to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson just spoke to the media, and on that last drive where they forced a pass interference and then they got another chance at a kick, Russell Wilson gave a lot of love to Sean Payton. Listen to this.
1: Yeah, just telling them, hey, listen, we have got plenty of time. Get north, get as much as you can get, get first downs. We're going to get in field goal range and win the game. You know, and so I think that the biggest thing is just guys, they're really believing. They're believing. We're believing in everything that we're doing. Uh, Coach Payton called an amazing game. He gave us a great chance to win this game. And uh, what a huge win. I mean, this environment's tough as can be. And we did it for Broncos country.
2: Oh, thank God he didn't say, let's ride. That was Russell Wilson talking to ESPN a uh, post game. Eight five five two one two four cbs We got Lou calling from Rochester. You're on the JR Sport Re Show. What's up, Lou?
6: JR, you know I love you. I think you're an intellectual you're very interesting. You, you are entertaining for sure. But how can you try to blame this on Allen? When he had them winning the game, he scored the touchdown and put them by a point off. And then there was another failure by coaching McDermott himself, 12 men on the field. The game was won if there's not 12 men. How can you not blame McDermott for this fiasco? You know what? McDermott is also causing the issues with the offense by interfering with his incessant run-the-ball bull in today's game. He's basically wrecked Allen. Despite that, Allen... Won the game, then
2: there was a field goal that was missed. But yeah, we well, we'll, and his
6: coaching.
2: Well, Lou, let's them. let's save. Hold on, let's save some time because we, we just went through all of that. Uh, I never said that I'm blaming, and I certainly did not blame Josh Allen for this loss. So, I don't I don't know what you heard or thought you heard. I didn't blame him. I said that there's blame to go all the way around. And, and not just particularly for this game, but for the season in whole. You know, I, I'm not going to look at a guy who leads the NFL in, in, in turnovers and go, oh, man, that guy's doing a good job. Josh Allen has 14 turnovers this season. What am I supposed to do? Go, oh, man, he's doing a good job. He's giving a ball to the other team. That's not the point. Okay, one of his interceptions tonight went off the hands of his receiver, I believe it was Gabe Davis, and it bounced to the, into the hands of the Denver Broncos. He threw another interception. Between him and James Cook, they couldn't handle a handoff. And so it, it's not just about tonight. He needs to do a better job holding on to the ball. You think Josh Allen is going to tell you any different? And so there's, there's crap all across the board. He needs to do a better job not giving the ball to the other team. Okay, the defense has been hurt. I have thought this for quite a few seasons now outside of Stephon Diggs. I think they need better options when it comes down to the offense. And yes, they have suffered when you got stupid penalties like 12 dudes on a field for a game winning field goal kick for what? What's the point? Like this is on the coach, man. And it's going to come a point in time where he can't sit and stand in front of the media anymore and tell everybody. Well, we, we need to do a better job not turn the ball over. James Cook turned the ball over on the first opportunity of the game. And then he benched him. He put Murray out there. But obviously that ain't good enough. And so whether it's opening the game up or it's closing the game, man, they, they got to do better. And so there's blame all the way around. But to absolve Josh Allen like, like he don't have nothing to do with the loss, man, stop it. 855-212-4CBS. Nate, calling from Myrtle Beach. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
7: Thanks, JR. I appreciate the call. This is my first time calling in. Um, I wanted to say, you know, there's a lot of talk about the Buffalo Bills giving the game away, but I think the Denver Broncos won this game. I think there were a couple players on the field that wanted to win. Uh, Samadji P. Ryan, number 25 and Russell Wilson throwing those overhand balls like when it didn't look like nothing was going to happen. He caught them, you know, and and, and they took him down the field and they won the game. And Cortland Sutton, with that catch in the end zone, that was one of the best catches there couldn't have been. Literally, he was was on the line. It was like it doesn't get any closer than that. And, you know, I just wanted to say – I think Russell Wilson wants to win. I think the Denver Broncos want to win. I think that there are players on the team that want to win. And uh, this team's going to the playoffs. Yeah, I'm a Denver fan, okay? But I don't think that the Buffalo Bills deserve the credit of handing the game away. No, the Denver Broncos took the game from them. And okay, I want to be well, the first I mean, one to say pick- that.
2: Well, thank you, Nate. We can start splitting hairs as to who won the game and who didn't do this and who did that. Uh, the Denver Broncos yeah. have been able to to turn their season around right now. They're still below 500. They still have some work to do, and the Buffalo Bills are, are cratering. We've seen the Denver Broncos, if we want to look at the story of the season, they got punched in the mouth, and they've been able to turn things around defensively over the past couple of weeks. I would say that it is more of a surprise, and thank you, Nate, for calling from Myrtle Beach, it is more of a surprise that the Buffalo Bills are playing this damn bad for a team that was supposed to go out there and compete for a Super Bowl the past couple of seasons than what the Broncos are doing. Yes, all credit to the Broncos. We're going to have plenty of time to look at them and a the turnaround and miss the positivity. Russell Wilson. Plenty of time to do that. But the Buffalo Bills are cratering in a terrible way that I don't think anybody could have predicted. I mean, there are folks with, with good reason, I think, not to say that I think he needs to get the boot now. We got so many more games to go. People are upset at Sean McDermott. You look at the stands tonight in Buffalo, the fans can't believe what was going on. The starting quarterback at the end of the game, Josh Allen, could not believe what was going on. You literally went from sacking Russell Wilson and making the game look like it was going to be over with one more play to now a pass interference, setting uh, Denver up for a game-winning field goal. And then they missed the field goal, and you got 12 dudes on the field, and they knock it in. I mean, missing extra points. You want to tell me that Denver wanted this game? They couldn't handle a snap to kick an extra point. Oh, yeah, and then they missed one. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, come on now, spare me. Denver won the game. Sure, they did. They deserved the win. But to say that, oh, man, they wanted this more than, than Buffalo, we don't, we don't need the, uh, the football cliches. Buffalo sucked today, and Denver was able to take advantage and got some second chances. Let's be real here. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Don is calling from Miami. Go ahead, Don. Hey, JR. How are you tonight? I'm very well, man. Go on ahead. Uh, Let me tell you what. Buffalo did not win that game because of the turnovers. But that's not why they lost the game.
1: They lost the game because they couldn't play defense when Denver was going down the field. There's a rule on defense that everybody knows that has played defense before as a defensive back. You don't ever let the receiver get behind you. What the hell were they thinking letting that guy run down the field? And then they have to go do pass interference. What were they thinking? And as far as the coach, I fire all the New York coaches. Ain't none of them worth a darn. And uh, thanks for taking
2: my call, brother. All right. Thank you, Don, for calling from Miami. He wants to get rid of, let's see, Brian Dable, Sean McDermott, and Robert Sala. I guess everybody needs to just go ahead and get the boot in New York. Yeah. Football in New York State, the teams that represent New York State, and two of the teams play in Jersey, uh, not looking good right now. Actually pretty bad. It's the JR Sport Reshow Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls here on, on Denver and, and Buffalo. Where the Broncos win 24-22. I do want to talk about a quarterback looking damn good that's cj stroud we have so much more to do it's the jr sport Brief show cbs sports radio
0: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better
1: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
4: JR, I'm a first time caller, long time listener. I love your freaking show, man. I listen every night. I make my 14 year old listen to your show, and he's an addict, too. Keep doing what you're doing.
1: I'm out. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS.
2: It's the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Man. This was at least this was a a good game to watch. Unless you're a Buffalo fan. Denver won 24 to 22. Buffalo didn't take a lead until late in the game, about two minutes left. And then they just they they did. They gave the game away. Come on now. Stop it. At the end of the game, Buffalo gave it away. Like they sacked Russell Wilson. And then they they fell for a, a pass interference. It's like a free throw. And then they had 12 guys on the field when Denver missed the kick. Like, we could also make the point of Denver missing an extra point, not being able to handle that, and then missing another one. Like, stop. Come on. Oh, Josh Allen just spoke. I wonder how he feels. Oh, he got right to the point. Josh Allen says, tonight, four turnovers, penalties, all of this, It sucked. Sucks. Shouldn't have been
7: in that position in the first place. Um, It's a lot of bad football.
2: A lot of bad football. Oh, yeah. A lot of bad football. And so now for a Buffalo Bills team that's five and five, that has teams like Philly and Kansas City, the Cowboys, and the Chargers up next, well, what about the rest of the season, Josh? He talks about the clock is uh, ticking, man. Yeah, I'm still confident, but it's no secret the clock's ticking, you know. Got to have some urgency now. What, what leaves you still confident in the offense after it's been so many weeks of kind of the same story here?
7: Because we've done it before.
2: Oh, he's talking about when he went on that run. <sighs> I don't know about that this time, bro. I don't know if you can uh, have a lightning strike twice. They're just not built for it right now. If they should turn the season around, then good for them. I, I just don't see it. Josh Allen leads the NFL in turnovers since he joined the league in 2018. That is 94 turnovers. Let me say that again. 94 turnovers since 2018. He's really hitting the line for, for what we thought in college. He has improved as a, as a player, as a passer. He's still turning the ball over. 855 cbs Robert is calling from Detroit. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Robert.
5: What up, man? How you doing? Good morning, first and foremost. Man, I'm sitting here watching the game near the light. I'm at the gym now. But anyway... I'm sitting here, I'm feeling bad for Buffalo. And I'm like, man, they don't deserve to lose like that. On a freaking air ball that Russell Wilson through. And then you idiots. Idiots. And I'm going to reiterate it because I don't want to – I'm not going give you that cliché crap that they do. To have 12 men on the field, you deserve to lose. You really do. Because that is just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. They run all their personnel off the field. And you people have 12 people on the field? You've got to be kidding me. And, you, and then the elements save them for, what, 15 seconds? And then you got 12 men on the field? You deserve to lose, Buffalo. For real. After all the adversity and turnovers that y'all have done, Come on, man. That is about the most Everybody needs to be fired. Especially everybody, man.
2: Okay. Well, thank you, Robert, for reiterating that everybody needs to be fired. 855-212-4CBS. Taron Johnson, who was called for that defensive pass interference, uh, he just spoke to the media. And he said, to be honest, I don't know how I could play it better. Asked if he felt he impeded the wide receiver's progress. I didn't feel like I did anything. I got to him, and I looked back for the ball, and I tried to make a play on the ball. It's just frustrating. Well, that's his first-person perspective for being a part of the play or from being a part of the play. I can tell you from having sat down and watched football my whole life, and I think many would, they're going to call that. It don't matter how you feel or, or what it is and I know the ball was underthrown, they baited you into that call. That's it. You got outsmarted by Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. That's it. They baited you. You know, we, we've seen that before. You bait the wide receiver in. He basically threw up a, a Hail Mary. He threw an underhand duck to see if, you can, if he can get you to stop on a dime and run into the wide receiver, and you did. That's it. 855-212-4CBS. It's eight five five two one two four 212 4 cbs Sean McDermott, a matter of fact, he talked about that defensive pass interference penalty. This is what Sean McDermott had to say moments ago.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we practiced two or three times that this week, the substitution from, from dime to field goal block. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we didn't execute it. So it's inexcusable.
2: Oh, so that, that wasn't on the pass interference. That was on the 12-man, 12, 12 men on the field, uh, allowing the Denver Broncos to get another chance to hit that game-winning field goal after Mil- Will Lutz went out there and missed. Let's go to Landon calling from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
8: Hey, man. What's up, man? Calling out of Houston. Yeah, man. Josh Allen, I just don't think he that dude, man. He just he just ain't never showed me can't win the big game. Cincinnati twice uh, last season. Lost to him this season. Should have lost to him with the uh, Hamlin. Uh, Kansas City game. Yeah, your defense, they went on and uh, gave it up in 13 seconds for the game to get tied. But I just don't think Josh Allen, man, he'll turn over King. Man, that's what he do. He turned the ball over all the time, man. He turns the ball over. And and Buffalo, it just – it ain't y'all time no more, man. Y'all, y'all still thinking that the the 1990s going to creep around where y'all can go to four straight AFC championships, four straight Super Bowls, and all that. But, you know what I'm saying, I just wanted to call in, man, because I ain't never been able to call in on this show at this time of night because I, I listen to 610 radio in Houston. So, well, thank I appreciate you. y'all letting me get on – you know what I'm saying? Well, thank and, you. And thank
2: well, you. hold on, Landon. Can I say thank you? Oh, well, hey, yeah, you can. I just want to say, thank, say you. thank you. Back, you won't let me. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate hey, hey, you. Keep
8: you saying Landon, but put a B on
2: it. It's Blandon. Well, I can only read what's on the board. Landon, <laughs> How What you want me to do? I'm just the host. I can't do everything. Okay. Hey, but you can also look up the slap. D A S L A P. Well, well, thank you. Thank you, Blandon. Thank you for calling from Houston. Thank you. And thank you to everybody everybody listening down on, on 610 in the loop. Listen, man, I understand. I just gave you the numbers on Josh Allen. 94 turnovers since he came into the league in 2018. Oh, that's a lot. That's a whole hell of a lot. He has 14 total turnovers on the entire season. He, he, he ain't happy. I can't blame him. And he looks miserable himself, as he should be. 855-212-4CBS. That's eight five five two one two four 212 4 cbs We come back on the other side of the break. I'm going to get some more of your calls, and then we're going to hear from Sean McDermott because he did talk about the turnovers. He has been talking about the turnovers since the beginning of the season, and now the Buffalo Bills are 5-5. Five and five. It's the JR Sport Reshow on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get back to more of this on the other side, but right now it's time for a newsflash with Marco Belletti. JR
1: wants to hear from you. Call him now at 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4227.
2: It's the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. I told you Sean McDermott, head coach of the Buffalo Bills, he just spoke to the media following a Denver's 24-22 to victory over his team. Buffalo falls to 5-5, five five, four turnovers. It was, just, it, was just, it was just ugly all the way around. The first play, the first series of the game, the Buffalo Bills turn the ball over. And then at the end of the game, we saw the pass interference call. We saw the 12 men on the field uh, ugly all the way around. And Sean McDermott, he spoke to the media just minutes ago. And as you could tell, he wasn't happy with the amount of times that they gave the ball up. Listen to this.
4: No, it wasn't good enough. You can't turn the ball over, period, let alone four times. And field position can't start at the minus 40 or whatever it was, minus 41. That's, that's not good enough.
2: And if you want a little bit of drama injected into the mix, we know about the end of the last season and going into the offseason, all the, the comments about Stephon Diggs and whether or not he and Josh Allen were on the same page. Well, if you want to, uh, let's just say, you know, maybe stir up the pot a little bit. Stephon Diggs' brother, Trayvon Diggs, he has already gone on social media, and he has let anyone who will listen know throughout this message. Let me read you the exact uh, tweet and message here. He's basically said, free 14. See if he deleted that yet. Stephon Diggs going to have to answer for his brother. What did he say? Trayvon Diggs, man, 14, got to get up out of there. And he puts a sad and a crying face emoji talking about uh, his brother needs to get up on out of Buffalo. And let's see what his brother, Stefan, says in in, in response. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. His numbers for tonight, Stefan Diggs, three receptions for 34 yards. Pretty bad. Barry's calling from Jacksonville. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Barry.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Um, I'm a Browns fan, relocated to Florida, and uh, not a Broncos fan. You pull for the Bills and my northern teams living down here. But as a Browns fans know, we know a rebuilding project when we see one. Buffalo, you're in rebuilding mode. Coach, players, everything's on a table right now. It ain't getting no better for you. Time to face realization. We complaining about this happened and that happened. It shouldn't have been a game with the Broncos. It should not have been with the talent that you have. It was win or lose that game by a point or two. You're in rebuilding mode. Your schedule is so bad from here on out. You're in rebuilding mode. I just want them facing realization for the future callers. That is my sole point.
2: Okay, thank you, Barry, for calling from Jacksonville. Clayton is calling from San Diego. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
7: Hey, JR,
2: long time, no time. Good to hear from
9: you. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm a Bears fan. Kids still root for the Chargers. You know, I look at the Broncos right now. I hate to say it, they're in a better position right now than the Bills are. Um, it's not easy to go up to Orchard Park, go in there, regardless if it's an ugly win. They look like a better team. Like, Peyton's got that team looking like an NFL team again. Um, that's what I got to say. I want to hear you
2: talk about it. Love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thank you, Clayton, for calling from San Diego. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. it. Things look better for them heading on into the season. I know. So the Broncos are 4-5. and five. The Buffalo Bills have now fallen to 5-5. Five and five. But when you look at their schedules, it, there's a vast difference. Denver has Minnesota up next. And I know people want to tell me how much rejuvenated they are now with with, with uh, Joshua Dobbs out there. But I ain't I ain't believing the hype. Uh, Cleveland is coming up next. Cleveland has one of the best defenses in the league. Houston is up next. I know C.J. Stroud is shocking living the living hell out of folks. Uh, you have the Chargers. You have Detroit, New England. The Chargers again and Las Vegas. That, that seems to be a little bit easier than what the Buffalo Bills have to face to finish up their season. They got the Jets up next. Now, come on now. I know the Jets surprised them at the beginning of the season. Game one, no Aaron Rodgers. It's like the Buffalo Bills were shell-shocked and they dropped that game. If they don't handle the Jets, they just should quit on the season completely. They have Philadelphia next, Kansas City, the Cowboys, Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. That's the Buffalo Bills to close out the rest of the season. It it, it ain't looking too good. I would tell you I ain't all that high or confident that the Denver Broncos are going to go on some type of Super Bowl run. Uh, But, yeah, I I think the outlook, especially after tonight for them, even being below five hundred, is a little bit rosier. This is different than what I expected from the Broncos. I thought that they were going to just crash and burn the rest of the season especially after they got smacked by Miami 70 to 20 in their defense. Their young defense has been able to turn things around over the past few games. They allowed only Kansas City to score nine points uh, tonight, only giving up 22 to Buffalo. Uh, before that, Green Bay, okay, a bad team, 17 points. And they played Kansas City again before then, only allowed eight. So Denver Broncos are being able to turn things around. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go ahead and talk to Mark from Nova Scotia. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show.
9: Hey, JR. Thanks for taking my call. I just I just want to talk about the two slow-motion train wreck teams from New York. I'm not even going to count the Giants. Uh, the Jets and the Bills. And I, what, I, what I want to talk about is, and you've discussed this, uh, maybe not, sort of, okay, let me start again. I want to talk about apportioning the accountability. uh, And I want to talk about this from a macro level, like the entire season. So like, who, like, who really is this on? Like, is this on Robert Sala? Is this on Nathaniel Hackett? Is it on uh, Zach Wilson? Is it on Josh Allen? Is it on Sean McDermott? Is it on Ken Dorsey? Like who bears the most responsibility for this? Because it seems like nobody wants to actually take any accountability for what's happening. And that's really all I'm asking.
2: That's it. You're asking me who's most responsible for this yes. team sucking right now. Yes. Uh, well, I think that's, that, that's tough to just <laughs> dump the majority or even put this down on, on percentage. Because okay. there, there's a couple of factors here. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of dudes on defense, starting with Tredavious White, who are hurt. We know Josh mm-hmm. Allen has been turning the ball over. We know, I, yep. I think, and I've said this for quite a few years now, that Josh Allen needs help on offense so he doesn't have to feel like he's Superman and turn the ball over all the time. He still sure. is turning the ball over. You have yeah, he also offensive. needs to
9: make – oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't like to interrupt you. I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm also Canadian, so I apologize. But he also needs to just stop. Like, he needs to start making better decisions. Okay, go ahead.
2: Who? Sorry. Josh Allen? Yeah. Yeah I, said, yeah, I just said that. Oh,
9: and I'm then sorry. You,
2: and, and then you have the dude who, who runs the whole team that I think puts them in crap positions, and that would happen to be Sean McDermott. So I don't know where to blame uh, who, who gets the most of it, but I know this much. When okay. you boil it down, it's always easier to get rid of the head coach. They ain't dumping Josh Allen. He's not going anywhere. For as long as he's healthy and able, and as long as he doesn't do anything crazy, which I don't think there's a reason to, he's Mm -hmm. going to be the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills until it's time to move on. And so Sean McDermott is going to bear the brunt of the responsibility for where they're at right now. That's just what it is.
9: Agreed. Um, I I won't take too much. I know you have a lot of colors. And I know you don't have a crystal ball, and neither do I. I, I, If I had a
2: crystal ball, I'd be playing lotto right now.
9: Yeah, me too. Do you think Sean McDermott is done? Or You don't have to answer that.
2: Nah, is he done at the end if, of the season? If they, he, no, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not ready to put a fork in him. Okay. I, and I know fans are going to call for his head and say he needs yeah. to be fired and get him out of here. Right. I don't think that will be the case even at the end of the season unless they get even worse. And then I okay. think that's a real possibility. But this time. Mark, that's thank fair. you for thank calling from Nova Scotia, you. man. Thank you thank so much. Um, speaking of Sean McDermott, uh, he talked about his team, both the offense and the defense. And I want you to listen to this clip first from Sean McDermott explaining how terrible and bad his offense has looked. We have that Sean McDermott. If
4: that's the case, it, uh, if you think that's the case, I don't, I don't believe it. that's uh, accurate. Um, you know. Uh, you, you throw and catch the ball, you run with the football and, and, and your, your job description is to execute and, uh, and maintain possession of the ball. Um, so, um, that's, it's not good enough.
2: Oh, well, I mean, damn it. They guys can't even catch the ball. Balls are flying off the wide receiver's hands into the, the opposition They can't hand the ball off on a running play. They're running the ball, and the ball is popping out to the other team. It's just bad, man. That's Sean McDermott on the offense. I now want you to hear what Sean McDermott had to say about his defense. Take a listen to what he said on that
4: side. Yeah, I mean, um, they played hard. There's certainly things we can work on defensively. Uh, They gave us a chance, and... Um, you know, hit the, tech, the check down, which has actually been taken away on, that, on the two-minute drive. Um, uh, so, I, you know, that's, that's one we could have executed better. But other than that, I thought we battled and um, gave us a chance to win and, and, and got a takeaway, and um, that's a good offense, you know, a talented offense. And you're going out there with five defensive starters out to begin with, and I thought those guys played their asses well.
2: Well, see, there you go, talking about his defensive starters. Yet, yeah, DeMar Hamlin played his first game. Uh, since that cardiac arrest earlier this year. Kind of crazy to see him back out on the field, went out there and had a tackle right away. But there is no Tredavious White. Right? Uh, Matt Milano hasn't been playing. Daquan Jones wasn't there. Micah Hyde was out tonight with a neck injury. Uh, Christian Benford was out with a hamstring. And so, yeah, these these are legitimate concerns. This ain't stuff that people made up. Like, they are dealing with injuries. It's true. But there's no excuse for not handling the damn football. That there's no excuse for. That doesn't have a damn thing to do with the defense. It doesn't have a damn thing to do with uh, play calling. Like, hold on to the ball. That's like, uh, I don't want to say it's lesson number one, but if you can't hold on to the ball, you ain't going to play. Sean McDermott sat down, Cook. He told James Cook, hey, man, have a seat. And he ran out Latavius Murray while James Cook just watched the next bunch of plays because he couldn't hand on to the ball or hold on to the ball. You want to ask me, hey, who deserves the most blame? Coach is going to get it. And then the quarterback is going to get it. And that's just the nature of the NFL. It's the JR Sport Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 4 Sean Payton just spoke to the media. I mean, he did a hell of a job tricking the Buffalo Bills into a pass interference and setting up that game-winning field goal. And so we're going to hear from Sean Payton. We'll get his thoughts on the penalty as well. I'm going to talk to you. And then I got to talk about a quarterback doing well. That's C.J. Stroud. That's what we're going to do here on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. I get back to your calls.